You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As you guys know by now, it's your boy, your host, Sosa Kremenjas. I'm a fantasy analyst over at Pro Football Focus and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Welcome back to another fresh week here, another Monday episode. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to dive into the Mount Rushmore of Rams. This was a suggestion by my guy Jordan Vass. Shout out to Jordan for this idea. I asked you guys over at Twitter for some suggestions on topics that you guys would like to hear about and discuss. And so maybe we can kind of dive into some of that stuff. Hopefully you guys can at least, you know, spark my ideas and give me some opinions on things you want to hear about so we can uh, kind of do this together. But before we dive into the Mount Rushmore of Rams, I'm also going to share a few honorable mentions, actually a handful, because I can tell you it's very, very hard to dwindle down an entire franchise into only four players or the four greatest players, which I'm sure a lot of us will have different ideas and discussions about. But not only that, I wanted to give you guys a quick update. Cornerback Jalen Ramsey of the Los Angeles Rams, cornerback one, the best in the game, has officially changed his number to number five this season, going from number 20. So going to be very, very weird to see a cornerback wearing number five. And not only that, but across from him, you're going to have Darius Williams, another cornerback wearing another weird number in number 11. The best cornerback duo in football are going to be wearing number 11 and number five. That's going to be strange to see. I know a lot of you Probably old timers are really, really going to hate it. I shared it on Twitter and some of you guys were definitely displeased about that, but I think it's cool. You know, I like that the NFL is sort of changing and giving these guys a few more options. It's going to be weird for me too, but at the end of the day, that's the number that Jalen Ramsey kind of wanted to wear. And so, you know, it's going to be fun to watch and he has been wearing it at the OTAs and throughout practices and things like that. So we kind of knew that this was a hint that it was potentially official, but now we have word that it is legitimately official And so that is cool. But now that we got that out of the way, I want to first dive into maybe some of the honorable mentions here, talk about why I left them off the list or how close they were to getting on the list. And then we can dive into the actual four players that I have selected for the Mount Rushmore of Rams of all time. So starting with the honorable mentions, I guess we may as well begin with maybe the biggest player that's left off the list that I think a lot of people may be angry about. And that's Eric Dickerson, the running back that has famed a lot of stuff for the Rams. He's one of their most famous players. He's one of the most productive players ever. But, you know, again, there's only four guys that I can choose. And not only that, but Eric Dickerson, even though he was great, I don't necessarily think that he was the best running back in team history. So that's why he's not on my list. But I mean, the guy was absolutely incredible for the Rams. He's one of very few players, I think, eight in NFL history to ever rush for 2,000 yards in a season, six Pro Bowls, five first-team All-Pros. He was an NFL Player of the Year, four-time rushing leader, one of the greatest running backs to ever play in the NFL. He's a Pro Football Hall of Famer. I would not knock you one bit if you did decide to put him in your Mount Rushmore. I think that would make a lot of sense personally. The reason I left him off my list, just not enough longevity with the Rams only played with the team for about five seasons. And one of those seasons was, you know, only three games long. So really only four legitimate seasons with the team. And even though he was insanely productive throughout those four years, I just couldn't put him in there. So he did not make my list. But I'm sure that if you asked a lot of people that grew up watching Eric Dickerson in the 80s and, you know, throughout the 90s even, 
that they would probably have him on their list. Now, moving on to the next one, Orlando Pace. And this one killed me because I think he was probably the most talented tackle to ever play for the Rams. Seven-time Pro Bowler. We're talking about another Hall of Fame player. A guy who was drafted number one overall. You do not see that often. A tackle that's picked number one overall. Orlando Pace basically made the phrase pancake a thing. That's how good he was at Ohio State. A college football Hall of Famer. That's how good he was in the NFL. He played for the Rams for many, many seasons. We're talking about a guy that did register 12 years of playing time with the Rams from 1997 all the way up to 2008 and then finished off his final season with the Chicago Bears. But I'm telling you, this one was so, so hard to leave off the list. I think he deserves to be on the list. I probably should have put him on the list, but you guys will hear my reasoning as to why I went in a different direction and not Orlando Pace. But we're talking about, in my opinion, the best tackle to ever play for the Rams. So I went with someone else and I'll share why. Orlando Pace, though, shout out. What a legendary career, especially for the Rams. The next one, defensive tackle Merlin Olsen. 25% of the fearsome foursome. One of the greatest, maybe the greatest defensive line in NFL history. This guy made 14 Pro Bowls and only played for the Los Angeles Rams throughout the course of his entire NFL career. That is honestly crazy. I think he played in the NFL for 15 seasons and he made the Pro Bowl from 1962 all the way through 1975, 14 years straight. The only year he did not make a Pro Bowl was his final season in the NFL in 1976, a five-time first-team All-Pro. Again, another Pro Football Hall of Famer. We're talking about some of the best players of all time here, so it's so hard to leave them off. But at the same time, you know, I have a different direction. Again, I do have a D-tackle. It's not Merlin Olsen. I do also have another player that was a part of that fearsome foursome, maybe someone that had a little bit more pizzazz to their game or that was maybe a little bit more well-known because Merlin Olsen was a guy that was not talked about very often But this was one of the greatest players in NFL history, even though nobody really discusses him or brings him up when we're talking about greatest defensive lineman ever. The next one, and this one I'm sure is a very controversial topic, quarterback Kurt Warner left him off the list. I just couldn't find a way to squeeze him on. Again, it's a similar thing as with Eric Dickerson. The longevity with the Rams just really wasn't there. 1998 played one game for the Rams, so nothing really there. 99, we all know what happened there. Steps in for an injured Trent Green and carries the Rams to a Super Bowl, one of the greatest seasons ever. 2000 and 2001, again, still an engineer of one of the best offenses in NFL history, but after that, things went downhill very, very quickly. In 2002, only seven games played. 2003, only two games played, and then somewhat of an ugly divorce where he went and bounced around a little bit with the Giants and then with the Cardinals and had a career revival there. So, you know, we're talking about a guy that was a Super Bowl champion, a guy that was an NFL MVP two times, both with the Rams. We're talking about a guy that was a four-time Pro Bowler, three times with the Rams, a two-time first-team All-Pro, both with the Rams, a passing touchdown leader, a Pro Football Hall of Famer, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, and the guy... That led the Rams to their only Super Bowl. So I could totally understand if you do put Kurt Warner on your Mount Rushmore list because, you know, without a Kurt Warner, the Rams probably don't have a ring. And we're not talking about that 1999 through 2001 greatest show on turf team as the greatest show on turf or the greatest offense ever. He was the guy that was at the centerpiece of it all. For me, he just didn't have the longevity there. But again, I could totally understand if you did decide to put him on your Mount Rushmore list because at the end of the day, the best teams that were ever a part of this franchise, he was the guy spearheading those. So it made a lot of sense as to you know why you would maybe want to put him on. 
That's going to do it for those honorable mentions. There are a few more, some of which were also a part of the greatest show on turf, maybe some a little bit more modern, but we are also going to dive into the Mount Rushmore starting into the next segment. So make sure to come back to that. And while we've got you, come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and the page at Locked on Rams. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NBA and NHL playoffs are officially live. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance right now to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the second segment of this special Mount Rushmore episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. We're getting into a time-traveling machine right now, sort of like Marty and Doc, and going back in time, diving into a lot of these players, some of which I never actually even got to watch because I'm sure you guys know by now if you're listening, but some of you probably don't. I'm only 27 years old. I was born, you know, in 1994. Actually, I'm not even 27 yet. I will be soon to be 27. I was born in 1994. So, you know, even having a guy like Merlin Olsen in my honorable mentions list, I never got to watch him play. But I do know the allure of some of these guys. And, you know, I have gone back into the ranks and tried to study it as much as possible. And I'm very, very familiar with the history of the team. So I do feel like, you know, my list has some accolades and some acceptance to it but again somebody that maybe has watched the team for 50 or 60 years as intensely as I have over the last 15 probably could know a little bit better than me and I would love to hear your guys opinions too so shoot them over to me on Twitter I would love to hear your Mountain Rushmore's but we're gonna pick right back up with the honorable mentions there are still a few more though guys that I've mentioned so far that were just left off the list that were super close left tackle Orlando Pace defensive tackle Merlin Olsen quarterback Kurt Warner and running back Eric Dickerson. That leaves one more guy off of my list here, and this was a hard one. Wide receiver Torrey Holt, because I think you could make the distinction or the argument here that Torrey Holt might have been the most talented receiver to ever play for the Los Angeles Rams, or I guess you can call them the St. Louis Rams, the Cleveland Rams, whatever you want to call them. We'll call them the Rams franchise. He might have been the most talented to ever play for this team. 1999 gets drafted in the first round by the Rams, sixth overall coming out of North Carolina State, jumps right into a team as a rookie, makes an impact as a receiver, and wins a Super Bowl in his rookie season. You really can't start out better than that. Had a good year, 788 yards as a rookie. After that is where he really, really turned things on. These are his receiving totals from the year 2000 through 2007. 1600, 1300, 1300, 1600, 1300, 1300, 1100, 1100. He had the most receiving yards, I believe it was, throughout the first eight or nine years of a player's career in NFL history. We're talking about a guy that was a Super Bowl champion, a first team All Pro, a second team All Pro, a seven time Pro Bowler, a two time NFL receiving yardage leader, reception leader, a member of the 2000s All Decade team. Soon to be Pro Football Hall of Famer, by the way. Not just yet, but Tory has been a Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist, I think once, maybe twice now. So his time is getting close. He could be a Pro Football Hall of Famer, you know, in a year, maybe in two years, maybe in five years, maybe in 10 years. We don't know how long he's going to have to wait. There has been a historic logjam at the receiver position. So he might have to wait a little bit longer than, you know, most other positions, but 
This guy is going to be a Hall of Famer at some point. He is an absolute legend. He was hard to leave off. He was one of the most important players in that greatest show on turf offense that we all know and love so much, but he was the second last honorable mention, and this was so hard because I wanted to include this guy so bad, but I just couldn't find a way, and it was tackle Jackie Slater, and I have my set four. Jackie Slater was initially in it, but then I decided to tweak it a little bit, and the reason why I had him in it is because this is a guy that played for the Rams, and I'm not butchering this, you're hearing this correctly, 20 seasons. He joined the Rams in 1976 as a 22-year-old kid, and by the time he was done playing for the team, 1995, he was 41 years old. He spent two decades with the Rams. He went from Los Angeles to St. Louis with the team. He made seven Pro Bowls, four-time All-Pro. He had his number, number 78, retired. Like a few of the other guys on this honorable mention list that I actually forgot to mention, guys like Eric Dickerson, for example, his number is also retired, number 29. Jackie Slater spent 20 years with the team, 259 games with the same franchise, a Hall of Famer. I wanted to include him so, so bad, but somebody mentioned something to me, and I was wondering whether current active players should be on my Mount Rushmore list or not. And I do have one of them on there. I initially wasn't going to put him on there because I wanted to wait for his career to end or, you know, not necessarily be eligible just yet. But it didn't feel right because he should be on there. And he was the reason that Jackie Slater was knocked off. But that does take us into our final four players, our actual Mount Rushmore list here. These are the guys that I compiled as the four greatest players in Los Angeles, St. Louis, Cleveland Rams history. And we'll begin, I guess, with the current player, the guy that I've been teasing, number 99, defensive tackle Aaron Donald. I was going to keep him off. I wanted to sort of make him not eligible for this list while he was still playing because we don't know how his career is going to play out. But at the same time, we're talking about a future Hall of Famer, a future you know, all-time great defensive tackle, Not only that, but this guy might actually be the greatest defensive player to ever play in the NFL. And if that's the case, if we're already talking about him in this light, it just wouldn't feel right to leave him off. We're talking about a guy that has three defensive player of the year awards. He is one of three players in NFL history to do that alongside Hall of Famer Lawrence Taylor, who a lot of people do think is the greatest defensive player ever, and J.J. Watt, another current NFL player. Aaron Donald already has 85 and a half career sacks. He should get to 100 plus pretty easily, you know, barring anything crazy with the health stuff. This is also a guy who won the Defensive Rookie of the Year award, six first team all pro awards, all pro awards. That's more all pros than a lot of the guys on the list have Pro Bowls, seven Pro Bowls, an NFL sack leader. He set the single season record in sacks for defensive tackles crossing the 20 barrier, nearly breaking the all-time record. I had to put him on this list. I don't know how high he would technically be on this list or if there even is a ranking, if that even matters, because his career is not done yet. But when we look back in 10 years or 20 years, I would not be one bit shocked if we look back at Aaron Donald as the greatest player to ever put the horns on. That's how special this guy is. So he is the first guy that I've unveiled on my Mount Rushmore. You're going to have to tune into the final segment to hear the final three players. I have a feeling a lot of you guys probably think the same three players should be on this list. So make sure to tune into the final segment to hear those. And throughout the rest of the week here at the Locked on Rams podcast, we're going to continue with our five episodes per week throughout the rest of this week. The fitness industry is incredibly confusing and oversaturated with BS. 
I'd like to think that my word holds a little bit of weight as I have lost 155 pounds over the last two and a half years. And throughout that process, I looked for the best protein bar and found a company called the Built Bar. This is by far the best. I'm telling you guys, their taste is incredible. Their texture is unlike any other protein bar. They have many different flavors, so you can really get to choose what you like. The bars are also healthy. They're low in calories, low in sugar, 19 grams of protein per bar, high in fiber, and they even work for you on a keto diet. You even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. All you have to do, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Folks, are you having any car troubles? Do you ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car won't even start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. They are a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. That's correct, two decades. We know there's no better time than right now to try and support family-owned businesses with this strange COVID stuff going on in our world. So if you can, I urge you to try and do that. If you're a person who likes to fix things yourself or a professional and you're looking for reliably low prices, you should check out Rock Auto. All you have to do is just go to their website and check out all their available parts. It's a never-ending list, and if your car needs it, they've probably got it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, does a college football playoff expansion hurt Notre Dame? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of this special edition of Going Back in Time here at the Locked On Rams podcast. And we are going to pick up right where we left off. There's no more teasing you guys. We're going to dive into the final three names on my Mount Rushmore of the Los Angeles Rams franchise. And if you haven't heard up until now, Aaron Donald was the first player that I unveiled the current the number 99 that plays right now that will potentially be the greatest one ever. But we're going to dive into the final three and I'm going to go in order of maybe most recent to oldest. And the next one up on the list has to be running back Marshall Falk. And this was why I kept Eric Dickerson off the list. I mentioned in the first segment that I did have a running back on this list. I don't think that Eric Dickerson is the greatest running back in Rams history. The guy that gets that honor, my man right here, Marshall Falk, The Rams traded for him many years ago, all the way back in 1999, and boy, did that turn out to be a good decision because the Indianapolis Colts, I'm sorry you made that decision. I really, really am, but at the end of the day, the Rams made a move. They traded a second and a fifth round pick for this guy, and Marshall Falk immediately became the engine for what was the greatest offense in NFL history in the greatest show on turf. He only played seven years with the Rams, but over that course of time, registered 99 games with the team. He had just a few ticks under 7,000 yards rushing, 58 total touchdowns rushing, and that doesn't even mention his contributions as a receiver, 470 receptions, 4,071 receiving yards, and another 27 receiving touchdowns. We're talking about a guy that had 11,000 career yards from scrimmage with the Rams in seven years and 19,000 yards from scrimmage in his entire career. Marshall Falk was unlike any other player in NFL history. This is the guy that made running backs be viewed as potential receivers. He's the guy that perfected that craft, coming out of the backfield, catching the ball, being utilized as a route running weapon, as a pass catching threat, as a guy that was going to make big plays consistently. He had a season where he actually scored 
26 combined touchdowns. And then in the season after, that was in 2000. In 2001, 21 combined touchdowns. We're talking about a guy here who is a Pro Football Hall of Famer, a Super Bowl champion, a seven-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, an MVP, an Offensive Rookie of the Year, an Offensive Player of the Year, three times actually. This guy revolutionized the running back position. He is the greatest running back in Rams history. His number, like Eric Dickerson, is also retired. Nobody will ever wear number 28 for the Rams again. Deservedly so. Marshall Falk, one of the all-time greatest players. People that were my age or my generation or, hell, anyone who watched the Rams back then, I'm telling you, you grew up loving Marshall Falk because this guy did it unlike anybody else. And I think his spot on this list is so well-deserved. But he's not the only player that is from the greatest show on turf on this list. The next one also is, and it is wide receiver Isaac Bruce, the guy, the man, the myth, the legend. Again, I'm pretty sure you're getting tired of hearing this at this point, but another pro football Hall of Famer. He just got elected. He's going to have his speech Coming up in a few months here, I believe, in this summer, in August, like they usually do it, I believe, in Canton, Ohio, which is going to be amazing. I can't wait to listen to that. Isaac, another guy that played for the Rams for a very long time. He wasn't one of those guys that was traded for or, you know, was signed. He was drafted by the Rams in the second round, I believe, coming out of Memphis in 1994 and played for them all the way up to 2007. 14 years with the Rams, 197 career games. He leads them in receiving yardage history, 14,109 receiving yards. He has the all-time receiving touchdowns record for them, I believe, with 84. This guy, when he retired, he had the second most receiving yards in NFL history behind only Jerry Rice with his 15,208 receiving yards, 91 career receiving touchdowns. Isaac Bruce was the number one receiver for the greatest show on turf, which was the greatest offense ever. Not only that, but before they even became this juggernaut on offense, in 1995, when the Rams were not good, he had an 1,800-yard season. He had 1,781 receiving yards and 13 touchdowns in only his second season with the Rams. And those quarterbacks, I believe it was Tony Banks at the time, maybe a few other players, we're not good, and the Rams were not good as a team, and he still managed to put together one of those absolutely insanely dominant seasons. We're talking in the 90s. Receivers today in high-passing offenses in a league that loves to throw the ball are not putting up these kind of numbers. He did that in 1995. That is insane. Isaac Bruce is arguably the greatest player in Rams history. We're talking about a guy that is the most productive receiver, most productive pass game weapon ever for the franchise. And alongside Torrey Holt was a big part of the reason why Kurt Warner was shoved into an amazing situation, throwing to Isaac Bruce, a Hall of Famer, Torrey Holt, going to be a Hall of Famer, Marshall Falk, a Hall of Famer, playing behind a Orlando Pace, a Hall of Famer. Boy, did that lineup really, really work together. Isaac Bruce deserves his spot on the list. It was tough to leave Torrey Holt off here. I would have loved to get him on as well, but Isaac, I think with his longevity for the Rams, with how many times he showed up for the Rams in big moments, he had the walk-off Super Bowl touchdown that ultimately won them that ring. It was a long 70-yard touchdown, four-time Pro Bowler, second-team All-Pro, NFL receiving yardage leader, also has his number retired by the Rams, number 80, Super Bowl champion, well-deserved spot on the list. And that takes us to our final player here on the Mount Rushmore of the Rams. And this one is way predating my time, but he is a legend because he came up with his own statistic 
Defensive end, Deacon Jones, or I guess David Deacon Jones. We all know him as Deacon, but legal name David, but we will call him Deacon here. This guy, eight-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, two-time Defensive Player of the Year. He was on the 75th anniversary all-time team, the 100th. He was on the 1960s all-decade team. His number, number 75, also retired by the Rams. He was the Secretary of Defense. He was the leader of the Fearsome Foursome, arguably the greatest D-line ever. A lot of people look at this guy as the greatest defensive player in NFL history. Now, I can't share the statistics with you because guess what? They weren't counted back then when he was playing, but I can tell you this. Pro Football Weekly went back and I guess went through all his games and accumulated how many sacks he had. Over the course of his career, they said, and this is unofficial, he had 173 and a half sacks in his career. That would have been third all-time on the sack list. That would have been first all-time by the time he retired. And boy, is that a lot. Not only that, but he had 21 and a half unofficial sacks in 1967 in 14 games. He had 22 sacks in 14 games a year after. 22 sacks in 14 games. He would have set the record on his own, but again, the sack was not an official statistic back then. You know what's funny? He is the guy that came up with the term sack, the statistic sack. So when you hear about guys talking about I have this many sacks. He has this many sacks. That's why he's in a Pro Football Hall of Fame. You can thank Deacon Jones for that. He's the one who came up with that statistic. His noted move, his legendary move, the head slap, which is now outlawed by the NFL. Man, he was going to come in hot with that right hand and clap you upside the head in your helmet, get that ringing sensation in your ears. That was his go-to move. Deacon Jones spent many years with the Rams, 11 seasons with the team, 151 games. Again, not many career statistics that we can share, only two interceptions. But boy, oh boy, was this guy the sack master Arguably the greatest defensive lineman in NFL history. Arguably the greatest ever for the Los Angeles Rams. And man, is it good to see Aaron Donald get to be on a list with this guy. Imagine them playing together. That is going to do it for my Mount Rushmore. It was so hard to decide. I'm going to tell you guys, man, it was really, really, really hard to leave off some of those names. And I'm sure there were many more that I didn't even mention that we're talking about, like Henry Ellard, for example, and you know other guys that I can't even think of at the top of my head here that unfortunately I just couldn't list because there's only so many spots. But that was a fun, fun exercise. I appreciate you, Jordan, for shooting that idea over to me. You guys keep reaching out to me on Twitter. Shoot me over some ideas that you want to hear me talk about. I would love to dive into certain things that are going to interest you guys, of course. And while I've got you, come shoot your Mount Rushmore list over to me. I would love to hear what you guys think. If I was wrong, if I was right, why you would maybe have someone else on the list or why you would leave someone else on the list. I would love to hear your guys' decisions and your ideas as well. So shoot those over to me at Twitter, at QB's MEP or at Locked on Rams. I appreciate you guys for listening to another episode here at the Locked on Rams podcast. Make sure to check back throughout the rest of the week. We're going to continue with our five episodes. And while we've got you, please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.